0: This is the Brew World Order Podcast. Welcome to the Brew World Order Podcast. My name is Mike Curtin. If you haven't subscribed yet, come on. Let's do this thing. This is episode number 39, and in this episode, I sit down with Josh Norris, co-owner of Witch Doctor Brewing Company in Southington, Connecticut. Josh talks to me about how he met his two partners, how they dealt with the changes that came along with Coven, and how they believe they might have a ghost in their brewery that likes to mess with doors, mostly just locking and opening them. Well, looks like these guys might need to invest in a witch doctor, or maybe this ghost just wants to open new doors for them. I sure hope so anyway. Well, it's that time again. Time for you to sit back, crack open a beer, and enjoy the podcast. Hey guys, I'm Mike Curtin. This is the Brew World Order Podcast, and today I'm with Josh Norris of Witch Doctor Brewing Company in Southington, Connecticut. Growing up in Dayton, Ohio, Josh Norris had a passion for science. He wound up graduating from college with a degree in mechanical engineering. While attending college, he visited a local bar and tried his first craft beer. And not too long after, he visited his sister and brother-in-law in Virginia, and while he was there, his brother-in-law introduced Josh to the joy of homebrewing. It immediately sparked an interest. He wound up moving to Connecticut where he was offered a job in engineering. Soon after that, he joined a homebrewing club where he was able to work on his homebrewing skills. It didn't take long until he decided to jump into the brewery game and he set out to make it happen. And in 2017, he opened his doors to the public as Witch Dr. Brewing company. And Josh is here with me today. Josh, how are we doing? Doing well. How are you, Mike? I'm fantastic. So, uh, You opened your brewery. Can you tell me um, how Mike and Rob, Mike C and and Rob Todd became part of the brewery or how they worked their way into the picture? Sure. So Mike came
1: in when we were building out the brewery. He was actually living with a former member. He really just latched on and wanted to help. And he started out as, all right, I'll help bartend. And he just. Really quickly ingrained himself in the whole company and has been a part of the family ever since. Rob came in a little bit later. He came in shortly after we opened. The same former member uh, wound up talking to him at a bar, and they got talking about brewing, and Rob really wanted to get back into the brewery game. He'd been out of it for a little while for personal reasons, but he came in just whatever we could use them for in the brewery area, which at the time was still building and still figuring everything out. So it was a little interesting to have an extra brewery person back then, but it wound up working out. And Rob is so much more knowledgeable than I knew back then.
0: And he's a great guy. He's been both of those guys, Rob and Mike, They the place would not be the same without him. So what was that that moment for you that it kind of hit you that you knew that you wanted to open a brewery? I think it was when I started seeing the guys that owned the homebrew store that the homebrew club was based out of doing it. They owned the brewery themselves. Yes. What brewery was that? uh,
1: It's Firefly Hollow in Bristol. So they. Okay. I met Rich from Firefly. Shortly after he bought the brew and wine hobby shop in East Hartford, we just became real friendly with each other and got talking really easily, and it just kind of really brought the idea of owning your own business into an attainable
0: idea for me. Right, right. And then he started working on a brewery that really see the stages of it happening, and he was talking to me throughout the process part bits and pieces about how it's going and what they're doing. And so that kind of did the same thing and brought it into that realm of, I think I can do this. Right. So during that process of opening from start to, to the moment you opened the doors, what do you think was the most challenging aspect for you personally? I mean, how did you go about finding the capital also if that's uh if that can kind of be, Intertwined into your answer.
1: Partly a life-saving situation. Okay. A couple of family members were generous
0: to want to be involved with my business. Right. And we found a good bank after a really long time of looking. Right. (laughs) As I hear, that seems to be the situation. I think a lot of people kind of go about it in similar ways. Right, right. Was there anything else that was kind of uh, challenging for you while opening? Dealing with contractors and getting them to show up. Right, right. Unfortunately, we weren't able to secure a project manager for the job, and so it was kind of left on us. Right, okay. That was extremely challenging. And then it's challenging getting permits through the state and the TTB at the federal level. Right. It always takes a lot of Time and a lot of rehashing paperwork and sending in additional stuff. So, speaking of, of paperwork and and whatnot, um, you were a uh, a big advocate for uh, House Bill fifty thirty six. The the small breweries can only sell nine liters. I was kind of the guy saying maybe we need to take a stronger look at this. Right. But I was. I mean, the nine liters was great, but. Also attached to that bill was part where they yank our liquor privileges away from us to make us go through the process of getting a whole new permit for that. That's a little bizarre. I'm going through that process right now as well. Really? Yeah, they're actually part of that situation in that bill. uh, You kind of have the choice between purchasing only Connecticut-made liquor or installing a full kitchen to get what you want. Okay. (laughs) So we're working on getting a kitchen now, because while we are all about the beer, the liquor definitely is appreciated by spouses, significant others, right, and family members that might be along that aren't into beer necessarily. Gotcha. It makes it a place for the whole family. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> right, bring the whole family down. Uh, how did you end up coming up with the name Witch Doctor?
1: that was sort of an idea I got after reading this book I think it was called Sacred and Healing Beers okay and talked about the history of fermentation there was stages in time where a lot of fermented beverages were getting a lot of like these
0: quote unquote healing herbs different botanicals and things like that tossed into them right and then just doctor <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> so, you were open for about three years uh, before the whole COVID situation occurred. How strongly did that affect your business? Uh, it's certainly not been an easy ride through this COVID thing. We had the shutdown.
1: That was pretty rough. We were just doing can sales out the door. We really understand how much that tap room brings to us now
0: right exactly kind of puts things into perspective for you right not that we didn't before but having it taken away <laughs> right, right yeah we actually had a pretty nice end of summer it uh the whole situation we had to do a lot of outdoor seating we would never done that much outdoor seating we added a lot of seats to our patio it was great people loved it likely be doing that again yeah for but sure <laughs> Kind of. Uh, and then into the fall, it took a dip when things got bad in the holiday area. People didn't go out as much, and you now we're starting to see them come back a little bit. Hopefully, that'll continue. Hopefully, we can see a little bit of normalcy sometime in the near future. Yeah. Fingers crossed. So, what's something you never thought you were going to have to deal with in the brewing industry? I didn't think I'd have to deal with as many permits as I do. Oh yeah, that's always that's always fun. I'm sure. I probably didn't think that I was going to be as involved with marketing as I am. Okay. And uh, what's your uh, strategies for marketing? We try to do as much on the Internet as we can ourselves. Right. We throw a little media, social media ads from time to time. I, I think our, our whole attack
1: at really most things is education first. Let's learn about how to do this thing and then figure out the best way for us to do it. The thing we can do is the uh, online stuff, uh, and then we do a radio commercial with one oh four one. Currently, that's about it. We've tried a few other things here and there, and probably will continue to do
0: so. But those are the things that we seem to like right now. Okay. What do you think is one of the hardest adjustments you had to make personally when opening this? Wow, so
1: many adjustments. I definitely had to... Adjust to organizing my life and while well, still being flexible to kind of take care of things as necessary. It's a lot of things
0: to kind of put on a plate if they're not lumped into nice neat little piles. Right, yeah, for sure. You have your life and then you have your business and uh, everything else that falls in there. I had to learn customer service pretty quickly too. That was fun. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> what do you think's the biggest lesson you've learned so far from opening your brewery get
1: used to change adapt to it quickly and pay attention
0: of course yeah get comfortable with being uncomfortable
1: (laughs) yeah basically
0: and do a lot of research yeah for sure so i'm sure you you know before you opened uh you you came across a a lot of people in the beer industry or just people who were into beer. Who do you think inspired you the most? There are so many things that inspire. Rich certainly inspired me, buying his brew shop and starting his brewery. I was inspired by, and still am, really, always inspired by good food and good music. To me, there's lots of things with things like that that can kind of apply in different areas of the business and brewing world. If you kind of think about them that way, the uh, music stuff is kind of an attitude, inspiration and overall feel of things. And the food is a great way to look at developing flavors for your beer. Right, right. And then the engineering comes into it all the time too. I'm constantly looking at design of things and math. Right. How does success look to you? How do you define success?
1: I guess, having a happy and comfortable life. And to me, that's having some excitement, but not too much excitement. <laughs> having enough income to take care of the things that need taken
0: care of. I mean, so far, we've been doing all right. There's definitely some, been some scary moments. Yeah, right. But that, that's part of the get used to change part. Yeah. And uh, how important is a, a mental break for you?
1: definitely have to take those from time to time. You can't just work
0: 24-7. Or right. You're just going to burn out. Well, what does that look like for you? What does a mental break look like for you? me, a
1: mental break, it can, it can be one of several things. It certainly doesn't very often come in the form of an, of an entire day, but I take them when I can get them. I enjoy spending time with my family.
0: I enjoy working on music. I'm a musician. So that gives me a kind of an outlet to get away. You you talk about being uh, a musician. I know you you've teamed up with the band Hatebreed to create a couple yeah. of beers. How did that connection come about? Yeah, That's actually through Rob. Rob has been friends with those guys since they were some form of kids. Really? Uh, when awesome. the band was first forming, I think they got to be friends. Right. I'm sure that's got to bring some attention towards the brewery. For the, pay, for the fans of that, of the, for the fans of them? Yeah, for sure. That's great. That's a great form of advertisement in itself. Yeah, absolutely. And we really like to, we like the, you know that we're getting involved with the metal community. We're all kind of partial to that. Right. So what do you think's been the biggest change uh, for you in the brewing industry since opening your brewery? Well, so many changes. I got divorced, basically, as I was opening the brewery. Right. Uh, In a different part of the state with a different life now. Have a new baby. Nice. Congrats. Brewery is so far from where we started. We have more tanks now. We have more taps now. We have a patio. We have a completely different team. We have a great team. Right. It's a small team. It's going to be soon expanding. And you you talk about expanding. What does the uh, future look like? For as I mentioned real quick earlier, we are working on installing a kitchen. Oh, right. Yes. Perfect. So we're going to, we have a really good chef that we're working with to do that. Okay. And we're going to hire a couple of people to help. We had a couple of bartenders that aren't as available as they used to be, so we might have to bring on a bartender or two. Right. And uh, I love asking this question. What was your gateway beer into the craft beer world? So, gateway beer into the craft beer world for me, the one that actually resonated with me as something different it was probably a Garden. I'd had things before it. Like, I'd tried Sam Adams. I'd had Heineken I don't know if you consider that craft beer either. Probably not. Well Sam um, Adams, but, definitely, I, I would I would consider that. That was one of the big ones coming up.
1: I had Goose Island and Great Lakes. Right. Those were the only three you could get out there. Right. That I didn't I didn't even realize was craft beer until years later. But the Ho Garden definitely stood out to me as something different and kinda of made me realize different things could be done with beer.
0: Right, right. If somebody had come to you and asked you for advice on opening a brewery, as I'm sure they do, what advice would you give them? I guess depending on the stage they're at and what the question is, just overall advice is do your research, plan
1: carefully. Your most carefully planned budget is going to go over budget still more than you think. It's going to take you longer than you think and just better be what you really want. What your passion is.
0: Because if it's not, it's really hard for something that you don't love. Right. It can quickly go south. <laughs> yeah, it can. But if you love it, then it can be the best thing ever. Right, for sure. Did you uh, happen to have a funny story for us? So funny stories. So many funny stories are so not public appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> I don't know where this is going. (laughs) I don't know if this is a funny story, but we think we have a ghost in the
1: brewery. Okay, that's good. He's a friendly ghost. Not friendly, per se. A little annoying. He likes doors. He likes doors. Okay. He likes doors. So there's a couple of doors that have definitely locked on their own. We've We've had to call each other. Hey, can you unlock the door? This happened a lot during... Build out actually, kind of calmed down mostly after that. But every now and then, one time, Mike and I were standing in the tap room talking to each other, and we watched one of the swinging doors just kind
0: of swing open and then swing shut by itself. By itself. Have you have you thought about bringing in a witch doctor? <laughs> <laughs> we're working on that. Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> just maybe, <laughs> oh my God, all right well that sounds that sounds uh fun um if you're into that sort of thing, you know <laughs> yeah, don't be scared though he's he's never done anything more than that no I know um, uh so I have a little segment called Quick Fire Five. Uh, it's five quick questions gear related um ready? Alright. Yeah. One of your beers that you would recommend someone try? I am Fruit. And what kind of beer is that? It's a Raspberry Set Rail. Raspberry Set Rail, okay. Favorite brewery other than your own?
1: Any one that I can actually get to. Uh, let's see. I usually like Alvarium's beers.
0: Okay. Uh, favorite style of beer? Depends on the day. I like them all. all I'm right. partial to, uh, I am partial to New England IPAs, though. New England IPAs, okay. Barrel-aged, Imperial, or both? Um, both. Both. My man. <laughs> and uh you have one keg of beer to hold you over for a two-week quarantine. What beer are you choosing? I think I'd have to go with the Breed Brew The lived for this lager. You can just keep drinking it. Live for this lager? Mm-hmm. That's the name, but that's the hate breed beer that you created, right? With them. Yep. Awesome. I think that's it, man. That's Josh. That's all I have for you. All right. Thank you, man. I'm Mike Curtin for the Brew all Daughter Podcast with Josh Norris of Witch Doctor Brewing Company in Southington, Connecticut. Thanks, Josh. Thanks, Mike. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to my interview with Josh Norris, co-owner of Witch Doctor Brewing Company in Southington, Connecticut. Whether you're passing through, you live in the area, or just visiting a friend nearby, you should definitely check them out. Give them a follow on social media as well. Every other Sunday I'll be releasing a new episode, so subscribe, and you'll never miss one. Also, be sure to check out our social media accounts too for updates on the podcast. And if you'd like, pass this along to somebody else that likes beer. Do them a favor. I'm Mike Curtin for the Brew World Order podcast. You stay safe out there.